1: That's 800 760
2: 1845. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike
3: Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Yes, every day, including holidays. Not every holiday, but we're here today. We were here yesterday as well because yesterday was NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. Did you watch the show? What'd you think? I'll tell you what I thought. A lot of awesome professional wrestling. we can talk about that here today. A lot of stuff coming out of that show, including the breakup of the Undisputed Era after all this time. They are going, definitely going their separate ways. We'll find out who is on whose team and where they go from here. There's a lot of different ways they could go. So we'll talk about that show. As noted, excellent pro wrestling up and down. Was disappointed because she didn't win the North American title. Seems a lot of people were as I looked through the chat right here, but we could talk about that today. We've also got a Raw tonight, of course. It's Monday. You know what that means. Raw. And we've got a gauntlet match, which, by the way, includes Drew McIntyre. The winner of the gauntlet match will be the last person in the elimination chamber. So unless Drew wins, Drew will suffer only his third loss since last year, actually. It's been like a year since this guy He had the two losses, Randy Orton, I think there was one other, but probably a DQ would be my guess or a count out, but we'll see what happens on the show tonight. Yes, we've got updates on Sammy Guevara. Yes, we have updates on WWE corporate employees upset about not getting any bonuses or raises on the year, literally, they just reported their biggest year ever in terms of profits. And then they immediately told everybody, sorry, we're not going to give you any more money this year. Even though you've been flying into a hot spot, even though you've been doing all of this in the middle of a pandemic, I'm sorry we can't give you any more money. Obviously, people are very, very upset about that. And so much more. So stick around, everybody, back in a moment. We'll kick it off with Mike Sempervivi, Wrestling Observer Live. in store this week at your local staples
4: big deals on paper that are kind of a big deal
3: that's because staples has just reduced their everyday prices on true red paper and so right now a ream of staples true red copy paper is only $3.99 every single day just 3 dollars for a ream
1: of true red copy paper makes every day a great day to save at staples
2: shop in store or pick up curbside and save big with everyday low prices on paper at staples
3: limit three curbside available at most stores
5: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! It's O Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, which means you'll save money and reach your next reward even faster. Earn double O Rewards points on five parts of Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil just $28.95 and get a $10 gift card after a mail in rebate. Collect 150 points and get a $5 reward. Don't miss O Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: Oh, 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 O'Reilly!
6: Auto Parts!
1: 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531, That's 800-754-4531.
5: Do you owe ten thousand dollars or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt.
0: 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I guess the story of last night's takeover is better late than never, we finally broke up the Undisputed Era. I thought this was going to happen in the War Games match, maybe even before that, but they just continued on, and last night it finally happened, which is interesting because I figured the show was going to be very good because it's a takeover and they're always very good. But if you watch the television, if you're an NXT viewer leading up to the show, I mean, honestly, forget how the show ended up. Were you that interested in this show? Seemed to be nobody was that interested in the show. They knew it would be good, but who cared? Who out there cared about the Dusty Classic? Who out there cared about whatever, the the three way. Like my complaint about the three way was right to the three way. I want to see a singles match, which at least they're giving us a singles match. But they delivered a bunch of good matches, great matches, and then they shot a big angle at the end, where now if you watch NXT, I mean stuff's gonna change because Adam Cole turned on Kyle O'Reilly, the feud that will never die, so they can have a match. At uh, the next takeover, you could also do uh, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. We have to find out what's the status of Roderick Strong. The show ended with him confused about who to who to side with. We haven't even seen Bobby Fish. He wasn't even there for the show, so there's a lot of different ways they can go. But that was the big angle at the end after Finn Balor beat Pete Dunne in a fantastic match. Io Shirai beat Mercedes and Tony Storm in the three-way, pinning Mercedes... So it looks like they'll do Io Shirai, Tony Storm one-on-one coming up at the next show. There is no TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. I'm not sure when it's going to be, but I believe there is a TakeOver, March or April, but it's not going to be over Mania weekend. MSK won the Men's Dusty Cup, a fantastic match. They beat the Grizzled Young Vets. Johnny Gargano beat Kushida. I have no earthly idea as to why. We can get to that later. And Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez beat Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart in a good match. It was weird, but it was good. So that was the lineup, or that was the results from the NXT show. Mike, what did you think of this night of action?
7: It was a fun show. I mean, it really was a fun show. And they did finally pull the trigger at the end with Adam Cole. You know, there was was no time that I thought pete dunn was going to win even though the match was great you know i had myself convinced that okay this title is not changing but they did throw a little bit of uh you know sprinkled something on it there at the end with, with undisputed era looking like they may break up the biggest thing with me and i don't mean to be negative because the action was so good and one thing that should be pointed out is msk they're doing the right thing you know they they debuted them with some fanfare guys that most people would not know they have made them the focal point of the tag team division. They go and they win the Dusty Classic. Forget about it being a down year for the Dusty Classic, at least, you know, as far as when you look back at the records, they'll be on there, and they're getting a great push, and Wesley looked fantastic. It's nothing against Nash Carter, uh, but Wesley looked incredible last night, and I thought that was great. Now, with that aside, the Kushida thing gets me because – I thought this would be a perfect time for Kushida to win the belt and defend the title against, you know, wh- whoever you wanted to. And you could continue on with whatever ridiculous stuff you wanted to do with the way and with uh, <laughs> the, the the creepy stalker. But it looks like that's the direction that they want to go with Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano for the North American title. And uh, to me, you didn't need the title for this. You know, everybody's talking about, man, it's, it's time to take the title off of EO. No, the time to take the title off of EO is with a well-built singles, you know, one-on-one storyline, which hopefully they're going to do here with Tony Storm and be very serious about it. With Johnny Gargano, I mean, Johnny Gargano doesn't need that title to face Dexter Loomis. I I don't see, I just don't get it. And I didn't like how they pivoted at the end of last week's NXT show and had him go on his, this is going to be a great match and all that sort of stuff. And I guess we know why, because they were going to have a match like this, but... You're still in the goofy world of Gargano and Loomis and all this. And to me, it's that's nonsense. And I didn't like that move at all. Again, I like to, would have liked to see seen Kushida win the title there. But other than that, the action itself was really good.
3: Well, listen, here's what we're going to do, everybody. First off, why in God's name did Kushida not beat Johnny Gargano? Johnny Gargano has been there forever. He's a star. You don't need him to be the champion. He's always going to be over. And... Like, I love the angle they did at the end of the show, but we're back to Adam Cole being one of the top most pushed guys again. Do you know how many people are in the next Performance Center class? Like, 20. They've been on a signing spree. They got more bodies than they know what to do with. And we're still seeing the same dudes on the top of NXT. It's time for something different. Now, I know what some people are going to say. Well, you are going to get something different, Brian. You're going to get... Dexter Loomis. Bro, that's not what I want. Kushida had its best run since coming to NXT. Johnny Gargano's been trading this title with Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. He's been doing nothing but comedy. Why is Kushida not the champion right now? I'm going to open up the phone lines. Hold on. In the next segment, I'm going to open up the phone lines for a segment. And you are only allowed to call, no gimmicks, okay? I know it's a holiday, no gimmicks. You are only allowed to call if you get this Dexter Loomis thing. If you think he's great, if you're a fan of his, if you're all in on the idea of him beating Johnny Gargano for the North American title, please, I want you to call. I'm gonna be nice, I'm not gonna argue. We've done this before. I don't get it, and I want you to explain it to me. Don't call about anything else or I'll block your number. Maybe I'll leave the phone lines open later if you want to call about something else. If nobody calls, fine. That's okay. You don't need an excuse to call. Only call if you're all in on this Dexter Loomis thing. I want to hear from you.
7: Do you know who Kushida could also defend the belt against?
3: Everyone? Ruff.
7: Yeah, see, Leon Ruff and a bunch of other guys, um, you know, young guys coming up that— heel or baby face he could have worked with and you could have did something with and I you know seeing Austin Theory tied up in this just pulls makes me want to pull my hair out too although if it's going to be Johnny and, and Loomis then maybe that'll free up Austin Theory to do something else because you talk about the top of that division you would figure that's why one of the reasons Austin Theory is back down there was to protect him and to continue to try to build him up to be somebody for the main roster later on and they're not doing that and We'll see what happens. I mean, we are going into WrestleMania season. I know they're not going to have a takeover WrestleMania weekend, but it's still going to be a big time. So who knows? You know, Pat McAfee, you know, we we've talked about his absence being standing out because of what he did. We haven't seen Bobby Fish. We'll see. They may have something big for the main event picture there. So I'm okay with that. I, I am. Even though those guys have been there for a long time. But as far as getting other people ready and getting other people in the mix,
3: Yeah, absolutely, you gotta do that. This person here is saying, I will be nice, then threatens to block people, lol. Bro, I'm gonna be nice. I'm going to let you call and explain to me why a guy that I don't get at all, why you like him, okay? But if you break the rules, you will be blocked. That's still me being nice. You would not be being nice if you broke the rules. Why is this so hard to figure out? Now... There were some hard feelings in WWE's corporate offices last week, as employees learned in a meeting. Yeah, they actually called a meeting. Hey, everybody, we're gonna do a meeting. You guys aren't gonna get any raises, promotions, or bonuses. Everyone's baffled. They just announced this was their biggest year of all time, the most profitable year in company history. These people are going to work in the middle of a pandemic. These people, the company convinced the government that they were essential workers. Now they're told, sorry, no promotions, raises, or bonuses. People are furious about this. Should be. Do you realize that when they cut all those people in the middle of that pandemic, in like March or whatever, that if they would have just kept them employed the entire time, the profits would be virtually identical okay that's how little these people i shouldn't say how little they were making but in the grand scheme of things yes how little they were making and you can't give these people you can't throw them a bone right like literally days after you announce it's the most profitable year in company history so we're gonna go from that to dexter loomis back in a moment observer live
1: we offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 880 7167 That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. We have two folks on the line right now. Listen, everybody, don't throw it all away with this one, okay? Now... Mm -hmm. If you're sincere, if I believe that you are sincere in your love for Dexter Loomis, you're all right. That's it. Okay. I got to believe you, though. No gimmicks. All right. That's the only way that you're allowed to call here today. It's the only, it's the Dexter Loomis hotline. The number is 844 913 2727. 844 913 2727. That is only if you are a fan of Dexter Loomis, legitimately. If I don't believe you, you're blocked forever because I don't know how to unblock people. So it's a one and done, all right? So we're going to go to the phones here in just a moment. You're welcome to text about whatever you want. If you want to text about whatever, WWE Not Giving People Bonuses, 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. We'll go over more news later on as well, but I want to hear this fella here. His name is Jay... And he apparently claims that he is a big fan of the creep from the <laughs> creep farm. Yes, Jay.
8: Hey, this is Jay from Kansas City. How you doing, Brian? Not too bad. Um, ba- but um, basically, what I think from the Destiny like storyline, which I think is pretty creative, is like think of it like Batman. He's like a cape crusader who's trying to um get rid of the, all the evil doers without being seen or just being and doing it behind the scenes. So at the end it is like Johnny Gargano is like his Joker. When he gets the championship for him is like he's taking care of NXT but he's doing it in a quiet subtle way. That's how I I take the Dexter Noble's character. But you
3: enjoy this. You're a, you're a fan of this this fella.
8: I I enjoy it. like when the when he was under the ring he pulled um this guy to the under the ring and Johnny Gargano came in looking for him I I find it entertaining. Okay. There's certain things that they're doing is entertaining with him, and I, I get what they're trying to do. It's like, okay, this guy's a bad guy. He's just going to pop up, take care of this bad guy, and disappear. Not, he's not going to look for the glory. He's not going to look for chance. He's just get rid of this guy and go on my way.
3: All right. Well, hey, listen, I want to thank you very much for the call. I, I, I believe that guy. I believe old Jay. Yeah. I mean, they exist. I'm not saying they don't. I just don't get it. He did well, get he did get rid of Austin last night. He ethered this dude. Put a put a he put a thing yeah. on his face. Ether, baby. Yeah, a, a cloth.
7: Old school. Which by the way, right I mean
3: that there. should be illegal. I mean, you could kill a guy. No,
7: no. It's in wrestling canon. The uh
3: that that's okay. Sometimes I feel a- that among people what? that don't like Dexter Loomis, that I'm the only person that actually likes Sam Shaw. Like, he had a match, I forget who it was with, but he just wrestled. And there, there was no, well, not an impact, but it was on, on NXT a little while ago. But, oh. I mean, he wrestled, I think it was with uh, Grimes, actually, where yeah. they just did a match, and there was no going under the ring, there was no creepiness, it was just like, they had a wrestling match, and apparently I was the only person on the planet that liked it. Dave thought it sucked, Vinny thought it sucked. But I I don't mind the guy. I just hate the gimmick. I think it sucks. Because they can't help themselves.
7: He's got to be the boogeyman. He can't be just this kind of icy, crazy dude. You know, they have to take it to the next step where he's a cartoon. Literally a cartoon. He can draw himself. And that's the deal. And I'm not anti-Dexter Loomis. I'm anti-Dexter Loomis in the... North American title chase, I'd probably be we would be anti him in any title chase without a well built up storyline. But even if it is a well built up storyline, he's such a cartoon. It's one of my problems with Gargano, where when he went heel, he went so over to the other side and he became to me, I don't want to say a joke, because that's not it. But the character is 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 a joke. I mean, it's been played up to be a joke. He's been a coward. He's been a goofball. He argues with his wife. They, the, the TV, all the, the nonsense they've done with him, it, it, to me, it's too cartoony. And that's the biggest problem with Dexter Loomis. Instead of just making him, trying to develop a story behind him where people can get into this dude who's not going to cut promos. You know, it can be done, Kane, the under, I mean, there's ways to do it where you have these types of of people that are not cutting their own promos, and you need to build up a story behind them to get people invested. I don't know if they did that with him. I don't think they've done that with him. But to me, it's, he gives me those boogeyman feels where it's like, okay, you're going to see him do something wacky or something like that, but I don't really want to see this guy wrestle.
3: Well, let's go to Brooklyn. You're on the air. What's going on?
6: I really hope I don't get banned for this, but this is Adam in New York.
3: Well, I hope you don't uh, get banned too, dude. Brian I Mike. Hope you, I hope you got a good uh, good call here, buddy. Let's hear it. Well
6: well we're just we're just trying to basically make sense of Dexter Loomis's character in existence, not why he's awesome, right? Just want to clarify that. No,
3: part. no, 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 right? no, 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 no. I will not ban you yet, but it's I only want people to call who are big fans of Dexter Loomis and appreciate him in this North American title program. If that's not you, I will allow I hope- you to go and not be banned
6: go in peace i am a fan of i'm a fan of the potential that he can be this particular kill switch type character you know how when tv shows they have a storyline and a character or a character that's not going anywhere and they need to be killed off that's the only, That's the great thing that Dexter Loomis can do. You know, he's always con- a constant threat to kidnap and kill off a character off screen. So if they disappear without any warning or reason, they can just say, "Oh, the Loomis did it." You know, <laughs> he's to a, me, that's the only way we I mean,
3: that's his gimmick, yeah, yeah, I he, guess. He's but only like, been a serial killer, right? Well, Are there no so consequences in NXT? I mean, we know that because people get kidnapped all the time and no one cares. Right. So well, just yeah, having be
6: a constant threat to the wrestlers' <laughs> livelihood. <laughs> You know, and, uh, that's, that's how they'll, you know, get him over. And I think that that's the direction that they can potentially get him over with all the fans. Like, you know, they can get, be- they can get behind Dexter Loomis over, over some of these other wrestlers that they don't like. Or if they have a storyline that's not going anywhere that they're not fans of, then they could cheer loomis to do something about
3: that role all right well, that's reaper.
6: my uh, you
3: know all right i want to thank you very much for the call i'll i'll let you <laughs> i'll i'll hey listen if if every time somebody was going to be called up to the main roster they were murdered by dexter loomis i mean that'd be a storyline all right that's a send-off for sure yeah it's, rio uh... was, rio was killed and... But remember,
7: these are supposed to be spin-offs, you know, when guys go up and, and gals go up to the main roster, and they're not supposed to be brand new shows for these people. You can't be killing them and putting them up on the main roster. What have a case like Finn Balor, does he then, you know, resurrect and come back to life when he comes back down to NXT? How does that work? But... I'll say this, Dexter Loomis seems far more like a character that Vince and Bruce Pritchard and everybody else could have a lot more fun with and do a lot more with on the main roster, whether that would be good or not, I don't know. No, it would not but be good. Mike. <laughs> but that that's is another thing. that's not a good thing. rhetorical
3: question there. You know but the answer.
7: A, but but that's another thing is it stands out a lot more in NXT when you have this, especially at times where NXT is down, which NXT unfortunately is down right now. You know, the buzz behind it is down, some of the, the just their angles and the stories, everything is In a big malaise right now, in my opinion, which is not helping this deal with Dexter Loomis. It makes it stand out a lot more, and it makes all goofiness and bad things stand out a lot more. Sometimes that can be good in the case of good goofiness, as in Cameron Grimes... But uh, when things are not humming on all cylinders, like the Dexter Loomis thing with Johnny Gargano, it stands out a little bit more.
3: It was Loomis and Timothy Thatcher the match I'm thinking about.
7: Well, that's that would there be a good go. reason why it ended up being a damn good wrestling match then.
3: Okay, so listen, this guy is, this guy is always on the edge anyway, but he's going to try this here. This may be the last you hear from Honolulu. So better be good, buddy. You're on the air. Uh, all right. Don't screw this up, buddy. Hold on a second. I'm muting you. Oh, crunchy! I'm giving you one more chance, buddy. You sure you want to do this? You're up.
8: Um. Okay, Dexter Loomis is a breakout star. He has great in-ring potential. He has like the fast-paced stuff. He can do some good stuff. He's really good, right? And like he's getting a lot of praise, like Road Dog and stuff. And his, Road like, Dog. Serious gimmick thing. His mysterious gimmick thing, where he doesn't talk, it's very eerie. I really like that. It's very good stuff. I like it. I enjoy it. I'm a good fan of Dexter Loomis. Brian. Are you telling
3: me the truth, Honolulu? Yes. Actually,
8: I can see that. I like yeah. Dexter Loomis.
7: I can mm-hmm. absolutely believe that. Right. Yeah. What time is it in Honolulu? Well, thank you very right much it's about for the call. ten in the morning,
3: right? There was something about the way that he said he liked Dexter Loomis where I actually believed the guy. I don't know why. My naive. No, he's 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 kind of half-cocked. That's why I wanted to ask you. It's
7: 10 o'clock in the morning. You think it's just Bloody Marys as soon as Crunchy wakes up? It's 1035.
3: I'm sure he's sober. Well, there you go, everybody. I mean, everybody has a fan sometime. Is that the way the song goes? Anyway. Everybody needs somebody sometime. Something like I mean. that, yeah. That's... This person says, Did Dexter Loomis really use chloroform to abduct Austin Theory? Isn't that a crime in Florida, or are those oh, rules come on. relaxed? Well, dude, Florida, of all people? I was oh, going to say... If it was going to be legal anywhere, it may be in Florida. Actually, here's the thing: if, with Sleep not only aid. Florida but NXT, which is in Florida, like there ain't no rules. Did you guys see what they did to to Boa and Ziya Lee? I mean, they were tortured. They were literally tortured for weeks on end. They these these Mexicans kept getting abducted, and nobody cared at all. I might add, I was like the only one because I am a Mexican half. Dude, it was sad. Now chloroform, abductions here. I mean, clearly anything goes in the sunshine state, as we have learned over the last year or so. All right, listen, I'm going to leave these phone lines open. We're going to head to a commercial break. We come back, call about whatever you want. Still don't be a gimmick, all right? Don't be a gimmick. But call if you have something of value. Otherwise, send a text, or we can just go over some more news. Back in a moment. Observer Live.
1: That's 855-325-1780. Matthew. Uh,
8: Oh, sorry.
4: It's okay. I just need you to listen to me.
3: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
2: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and... Thank you for
6: talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Sammy Guevara, pulled from this past week's Impact Wrestling tapings due to creative differences. Dave Meltzer confirmed Guevara was scheduled to be part of last week's Impact tapings, but was pulled after he questioned the creative. Despite him traveling to Nashville, Tennessee for the tapings, Impact decided not to use him. At this point, there is no significant heat from anyone on either side. Slam Wrestling, the first to report the news. PW Insider reported the majority of what had been planned for Guevara was given to Black Taurus to utilize. Taurus first appeared in Impact last week, joining the Decay Stable with Rosemary and Crazy Steve. In recent months, a number of wrestlers have been appearing for other promotions. Kenta on Dynamite, Private Party Matt Hardy, Kenny Omega all appearing on Impact. Juice Robinson and David Finley of NJPW That's will appear cool. on Impact Wrestling this Tuesday. So listen, I wish I could tell you more about all of this what I what I can tell you is that there was there were people that were sympathetic to Sammy Guevara. like when they heard whatever the idea was, they were like, dude, that was a bad idea. Uh, it says here there's no heat between the two sides. I mean, I I can't tell you if there is or not. I mean, people will say what they're going to say. I mean, they were sent Sammy Guevara. They wanted him to do something. He didn't want to do it, and so he left. I mean, how can there not be some degree of heat right there? Obviously, if Sammy's going to Impact, and if, like, the Good Brothers are going to AEW, I mean, there must be some sort of communication between the two sides, like, what are we going to do with these people? I, I can't imagine that Dynamite could just bring in the Good Brothers and have top flight, beat him in the middle of the ring. I mean, obviously there's some discussion, but, like, it's just weird. It's just weird. Like, they were going to, I don't know if this is what was going to happen, but if Black Taurus was given the role that Sammy was going to have, Sammy was going to be in with Rosemary and Crazy Steve? What? I don't know if that's the case or not, but you would think that something like that would be cleared first, right? I don't know what's going on. All I know is that there appears to be, allegedly, no heat between either side for any of this. I guess we'll see what happens. It was clear that Sammy was going to go to Impact if you watch the Dynamite show. I don't think he's going to be back on Wednesday. Dynamite does a lot of, you know, they tape well in advance. So I don't know how long Sammy's going to be out. Maybe he'll return at Revolution. I don't know. But that's the story, and I wish I could tell you more. It's bizarre.
7: Yeah, I don't know how many moving pieces there are to this, so there's not really a whole lot to say until some things actually shake out. And you know, who knows? Does this become part of any deal that he has, you know, a storyline? You know, because people are, they have found out about it, and it is out there. So do they, you know, has it been trumped up? Was it really as, as, as you know, controversial as some people want to make it out to be that he left and he didn't like the, you know, or is it, is there a kernel of truth there that they'll blow up? Will they not think about it at all? I mean, there's a lot of different directions you can go. And when you have, you know, fans that are hardcores out there that hear about this and they don't know exactly what's going on, you know, you can utilize that to your advantage and continue to play with it in the same way that Tony Khan and everybody involved, Don Callis, and everybody is playing with the Forbidden Door and, and all that, you know, it's it's taking something that they were able to get done with Kenta and now poof, you know, with people know that Harold May has gone and this and this, so people are starting to already whip themselves into a frenzy. You know, you might be able to pull that off with Sammy here, too, if that's the direction you decide to go. But, again, we'll have to see how everything plays out, and this is going to be something that, in hindsight, I have a feeling we're going to find out a lot more, whether it come from Dave or One Wrestling or Sean or whoever else it happens to be.
3: You know, there's some folks on the board that they're just – They're having a time of their life over over all of this stuff. And I'll just say here on the air what I said on the board. When Okada or Minoru Suzuki, when they show up at this Revolution pay-per-view, just get back to me. I'm on record right here on the air. When that happens, get back to me. Okay? That's it. Let's go they to the phones. To hear that, man. I know that's a problem. That. They don't want to hear it. We'll talk more later. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on, Virginia? I think.
8: Hey, this is. Yes, hey, this is Brandon in Virginia. Um, first, I want to say I enjoyed the NXT Takeover show. I absolutely loved that Cameron Grimes video. That was. Dude, it was the, the greatest. It was that. the greatest. It was so great. And my question, though, would be this. With um, Raquel, do you guys feel like NXT might not give the payoff of Raquel pinning EO? Because with Raquel and Dakota winning and now getting a tag title shot, if they win the title, then it's like I'm just wondering if they're going to like not give us that payoff of Raquel pinning EO back at War Games.
3: Well, my friend, I want to thank you very much for the call. This is what I can tell you, okay? When Raquel pinned EO... I was given the impression that Raquel was probably going to beat her for the title. Here we are. It's months later. Okay? So, I don't know. I mean, obviously they're still pushing Raquel. But if you watched the three-way, I mean, it seems very abundantly clear that the next match is going to be Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. Now, granted, I mean, that doesn't mean that Tony Storm beats Io Shirai. I mean, Io Shirai may beat Tony Storm in the singles match next. And then Raquel beats Io Shirai sometime in the spring or summer. They could do that. It does not appear that Raquel's going to beat Io Shirai. Unless, I mean, it is possible that they do that match on television and then the takeover, whatever weekend it is, right around Mania, it ends up being Raquel beating Io for the title. But. Somebody, listen, somebody's got to beat EO. Who's left? Bro, they've beaten everybody. So, who's protected right now on the women's side? Raquel. Who else? I can't think of anybody. And you also have to think that there have been, uh, they have done brief things on television where, I can't remember what it was, but Dakota, there was some sort of match where the presumption was that the winner was going to get a title shot, and Dakota Kai won. And I was like, what? And it led nowhere. So, I wish I could tell you more. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I mean, you watch the show and things are up and down with booking, so I don't know. I don't know if she'll ever win the title, but I mean, somebody has to beat EO.
7: See, windjammer in the uh, the chat there. You know, Zaylee's being protected right now. You're protecting Zaylee. It ain't right gonna now, be but, Xia Li. but the thing is, what it seems like they're gonna do with Zay is it's gonna be Zay and Casey Cantanzaro in what should be a incredible battle of people that are <laughs> that do what is that called the uh the crossfit and all that sort of stuff I mean they're both amazing that way so I could see that being a feud for a while but the bottom line is then what do you do after that with zia Lee to continue to build her up because just beating Casey Cantanzaro probably shouldn't be it to get her a title shot against Io Shirai that anyone would believe that she would win to me, with Raquel, it's a matter of does she go up to the main roster or not? Because I don't even broach the subject of them even in the same room together, her and EO, keep them completely separate. If there's any thought of Raquel or EO going up to the main roster, don't do it. You know, just don't. And I can see EO staying in NXT. I, it's hard for me to believe that at some point Raquel doesn't go up, which leads to Tony Storm is that person? You know, I just think she is naturally that person, unless. Mako Satomura or you're going to bring somebody over during Mania weekend or or right after that whenever you're going to have a takeover and you're going to bring over somebody from the UK. I don't even know who their champion is. It's still Kaylee Ray. I'm not even 100% sure on who the NXT UK Women's champion is. But unless you're going to do something like that, I mean to me it's got to be Tony Storm right now because as you mentioned, who else is there if not for Raquel? And to me, Raquel and Rhea Ripley mentally to me are already either on the main roster or are going to be going there in or around wrestlemania
3: it appears john moxley is not done with a blood sport yet at the end of this past saturday's event which unfortunately i have not watched yet i don't know what's going on but i cannot order that show every time there's a form that you fill out because it's not available on fight.tv it's available through Josh Barnett. It's like bloodsport.watch. And there's a form you fill out. Every time I get to the email, the whole thing just crashes. Uh-huh. I, I have to restart everything. So I'm going to see if I can I can uh, pull some strings, find a way to watch this show. Do you but. know
7: anybody who was on the show that you might be able to get the uh, – You think Tom
3: can help me? Are you kidding me? Get out of here. But anyway, at the end of the show, video played with a Moxley voiceover calling out undefeated Davey Boy Smith Jr. for Bloodsport 5, saying that he was going to rip his head off and put it on his wall. (laughs) That is coming up on, well, this weekend, actually. So, there you go. Gotland match with Drew McIntyre has been announced for Raw. Gotland match will feature all of those competing in the Raw Elimination Chamber match. That is taking place in the pay per view on February 21. Drew, AJ, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and The Miz will all compete in the gauntlet. The winner of the match will be able to enter the elimination chamber last. I'd like to nitpick, but if this was real, like <laughs> a week before the elimination chamber, I'm going to potentially wrestle for an hour so that I can go into the cage last? Bro, you'll be dead by then. Anyway, Just come that's up what lame doing. with an injury or something like that. Ah. Trick
7: knee can't do it this week. Sorry, guys.
3: <laughs> right, let's go to uh, Ohio here. I believe you're on the air. What's going on, buddy?
6: Not much. Not much, buddy. How are you today?
3: Not too bad, Eddie. What's happening?
6: I'm doing good. Not much. I see on uh, CBS Sports' website that uh, there's going to be games at Tropicana Field starting on April 9th. Okay. That makes sense. So it's. So, so it seems like the Thunderdome at Tropicana Field will be no longer as of April fifth, raw.
3: I see. So it's a
7: Thunderdome. Hmm. They're gonna be moving back. Yeah, yes. The Tampa Bay Rays. I think the Major League Baseball Players Association has said they are not going to bend as it stands right now, on delaying the season for any reason, which means it's going to be opening up end of March, early April. I guess the first game technically is usually at the end of March somewhere, and then the regular season kicks in early April. So, yeah, they're going to have to try to figure out something there, which the thing that makes the most sense is just going back to uh, Orlando's you know other arena or, or whatever. I mean, where were they before? The Amway Center, I believe it was. So, you know, you go back no. to there and— you dodge
3: basketball or whatever it's going to be, and then you just do the show there. Here's the bigger issue. How in the world... I know, like, if anybody in WWE is listening, they're going to be baffled, but listen from a person who's not in WWE that's watching on television. I could not for the life of me tell you where this Thunderdome is emanating from. Yeah. Why in God's name don't they just have the Thunderdome screens in the Performance Center and throw the ring in there? Like... I couldn't tell you the difference. I, I, I literally could not tell you what building it's in. I mean, I guess maybe if I listen really hard with headphones, maybe I'd hear more of an echo in a larger building. But, bro, just put some screens up somewhere and put a ring there. Why are we spending all of this money? And especially when I hear about how much money it, it, like it's costing. This is what I don't understand. Boris, I'm sorry. You're not going to make it on the air again. He got mad the other day, but uh, I'm sorry. we we got to get into this. So, Dave explained to me that it is more expensive to run a Thunderdome than to run a Raw with fans. Now, I'm totally baffled, okay? Can someone explain this to me? Because it's like a million dollars to run a Raw in an arena with fans, okay? How is it more expensive to run the Thunderdome? We all know what they're paying for rent. Like, they got to steal, on the amount of money that they're paying for, they pay like $400,000 for a full three-month run in wherever they're running the Thunderdome. My thought was, is it more expensive because you're getting zero gate money? That would make sense. But he was explaining that, no, the actual, just the process of running it is more expensive. How? Anyway, back in a moment Observer Live.
7: Now, we'll be again. Other points in between.
5: And the crew will Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. Call because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
6: visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person here says, Thunderdome, Zero gate money, all the electricity bills with those giant screens, plus they've been doing tons of pyro, which they were not doing in front of fans. I understand that, but the impression Dave gave was it was irrelevant whether or not there was gate money. Like the actual, just I mean, maybe I misheard him. Like I totally understand if, obviously, the gate money for a live Raw and SmackDown, I mean, it would have been substantial. Even if they were doing worse than they've been doing in the past, even five to 8,000 fans, I mean, you're t- still talking a substantial gate, which offsets some of the costs of-, of running the show. And you don't have that with the Thunderdome. But if we take gate out of the equation, I mean, I, I-, I guess the electricity bills for the screens. And, I mean, someone ever, ever figured out why pyro is so expensive? I mean, I buy fireworks every year. Granted, there's a lot more, but, I mean, I don't get it. But anyway, that's what they say, so... I just don't understand why they don't want you to move back. Just move back to the Performance Center. I would never notice. Nobody would. I mean, you might notice if you you work there, but, I mean, it's a bunch of screens on a wall with a ring in the middle. Well, you know, with Mania, they want to say they're having it at a a big building. They did the Performance Center thing
7: last year, so... That's pretty much it. I mean, from there, I, I don't know. And a lot of these things, I can't believe you won't be able to write off or you know, with improvements and things like that where they won't get it back anyway. So, hey, what do I know, though?
3: We're out of time, everybody. I'll be back later on today with the filthiest Tom in the world, Tom Lawler. And then later on tonight with Dave, we'll talk Raw, all of the rest of the news. Got lots of shows up over the last couple of days. If you haven't checked out yesterday's Observer Live, do that. And we are out of here. Thanks, everybody, the studio, Sports Byline, the mightier 1090. Everybody on Twitter. Whoever else I've forgotten, thanks. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.